Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Brian Hux. All right. Let us know. Make sure the audio is coming through. Sometimes technical difficulties happen. Hello, Dale. Hello, Rich. Hello, Kara. Hello, Joe from Red Cabin Acoustic. Christoph, my main Discord man. Hello to you guys. Hello, Know Your Joe. Uh, good. There's sound. There wasn't sound. I, I had us muted for a moment. So we're good now. What's up, Pags? Thanks for coming. Uh, we, this, this is, this is my first podcast. This is kind of exciting. And I'm kind of freaking nervous. And I don't get nervous about anything, but. Yeah, after so long, it's you're like the cherry comes back. So. Yeah, now I feel like I feel like a complete newbie. Now, heads yeah. up, what's up, Bronson? Love you, dude. Um, this will be explicit because that's just how we roll. I mean, it, this this Thank is God. not a, it's not a fit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, we 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 don't roll without cursing. You remember this, X? and we Watch all need to take the, the edge off with a drink or two. I don't. I I stream all the time. I don't know why I'm nervous. I but this is just a nerve wracking one. But Thanks everyone for coming. This is a uh, benefit live stream for Laney Arms, which is my my wife. If you see a picture up there, way too hot for me. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of washed out just because this small recording studio. I had to use a wide angle lens webcam. It is what it is. We're not worried about the picture quality. We're worried about you know just doing this fundraiser and having a good time and making it work for everybody and you guys coming to help us out. But super quick. Thanks for joining. Uh, Arms and me had an idea, what, 2018? Yeah. Oh, was it earlier than that? Uh, maybe 2017. I don't know, but Blaine Gabbert was a starting quarterback for the Jaguars. I do know that. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert was a starter in the league when we had this idea. So No, it was Blake Bortles. Was it Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles. It was Blake Bortles. It was Blake Bortles. Yeah, sorry. So we, us three guys, and, and many others, the guys that are going to join you for the second show, we've been playing Dynasty Fantasy Football for a long time, a long time, like twenty long, damn years, right? Yeah, like something like that. To it. And uh, me and Arm started talking a, a long time ago, twenty seventeen. Let's call it that. And you know, we couldn't find any good podcasts that were dynasty fantasy football focused, which is keep all your players you draft. You're basically a GM. I'm going to burp a few times, and I'll apologize in advance. Me and Arms had this great idea. Like, let's start a podcast. Let's just do it ourselves since we can't find one which has been my mantra on a lot of things, which is why you got obscure mics and all that good stuff. And uh, we started it. It went really well. Uh, Hux joined in somewhat, what, maybe a year after we started? Yeah, year, year and a half, basic, like that. Yeah. yeah. Hux basically became the uh, the third chair, as I like to call it. Uh, these two are basically two of the best people I know and some of my best friends from the past 20 years, which is why they are on the show, which is why even as we age and, and get older, like we may not go out on the town all the time and do all kinds of shit, but like, I know I can call either one of these guys at any given time. If I have a problem or if I need help or if I need something like these are two of the best human beings I know. And I love your wife because oh. I worked with her Thought and I got to know her. No, I loved your wife because I worked with her and like, yeah. she's amazing. <laughs> she's yeah. funny as hell yeah, she is. and crazy. And your wife is one of the sweetest human beings on the planet. And uh, Hux has some amazing kids and an amazing family. And Arms has amazing kids and an amazing family. And we don't get to do much together. But when we do, 
we just pick up where we left off. So we're yeah. picking up where we left off and doing an episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Before I let these two talk about just whatever they want to say about this live stream fundraiser, I want to say uh, the link is on the screen. You can go to uh, Obscure Mics. There's a links posted there. There's links posted on the social media for Obscure Mics, for Real and Roll Sports. For The link is out there. So the link should be in the description here as well. And, uh, oh, shoot, I'm sorry, Joe. I did not know that you asked if I wanted the show on the radio in Cleveland. That would have been amazing. I didn't see that email. Yeah. It's been a crazy week. Thanks, Bark. Thanks. Fucked up. All right. <laughs> all right. It's all right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I will let them talk. But, again, don't don't feel bad about a donation coming through that is all that you can do. Don't feel bad about a buck, two bucks, 50 cents. doesn't matter. We're just trying to do something to give, you know, these families a little bit of relief they're probably sick of asking for relief but a i i wanted to help and b i wanted to do another show <laughs> like yeah. I, like Fair. the pandemic kind of killed this thing yeah, really off did. quite literally killed it it quite literally killed it off and uh you know, you know we, i noticed we're that past did, it now that did not show up in the uh the statistics though as a casualty, the backer fantasy show should have. No, and that's what's exciting about doing this because, like, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I don't know the exact amount of the number in front of K, but thousand, like, few thousand fans at least latched onto the back row fantasy show. And ever since the pandemic kind of killed this show off, we've had people asking, you know, here and there, are you ever bringing it back? Are you ever going to do anything with it? And we're always game to do some episodes, but then again, We've all got a lot of stuff going on, especially these two guys, and we, we it will never go away, I don't think. We'll always do something here and there. Yeah, it may not be yeah. like a consistent schedule, but it will I, I feel like it'll always be It's like be herpes, there. honestly. Yeah, it's like, a lot like herpes. We're gonna keep yeah. coming back. Yeah. No matter how much no you treat us yeah. to get rid of us. Just sit back and take some Advil and uh and then eventually we'll come back, even if you took Advil, we'll still come back to cause <laughs> yeah. you headaches and bumps and stuff more of a uh what's uh the so, i can't remember the name of the treatment it doesn't matter valtrex valtrex there you go i was yeah. like it ends with an x we are not trying to offend anybody that has herpes <laughs> we're just trying to say that we are a lot like them so <laughs> annoying kind of make it burn when you pee you know just yeah that that's kind what of we thing. do that kind of thing i do want to also point out that we do also do uh which this is also live on the stuck in my generation channel as well since there's some people there uh, we we did some reaction videos. We did this this exact team right here doing <laughs> some reaction videos in this exact spot, and and that's fun too. So you know, just gotta keep your eyes out. We I may think do more the, stuff. Uh, Mac Miller people still hate us. Oh yeah, <laughs> they absolutely so, hate us. Funny thing about the reaction videos. My daughter just found out she's ten. Just found out we did those. She's like, Dad, you were not on YouTube. I'm like, Yes, we are. You say what? she just found out she was ten. She, yes, no, she's ten. She just now found out we did the reaction videos, and she's like. How many views do you have? I'm like, I don't know. I mean, a lot. She's like, well, show me. I pulled it up, and like, I'm like, here's 35,000 views. Here's 30,000 views. Here's 10,000 views. Here's 7,500 views. Here's 10,000. Here's 30,000. Dad, you're famous. I'm like, I am not famous. Not famous. I am not famous. I had no idea that had many, that many views on some of those. Oh, the, some of them had the, more. The WAP songs got like pushing up towards 75K or something like that. Wow. Yeah. People liked hearing us talk about. Megan, you know, Megan the Stallion, Megan the Stallion, and, and Cardi B. Um, but I'm gonna grab some gear just to show you what one of our sponsors, Cat Audio, sent in. I also want to shout out my wife because she has a business. It's called Rainy Sunday Cupcakes, 
and five dollars of every order for the whole past ever since we announced this up until i don't even know when she said maybe the month i don't know but every order uh, five dollars of that is going towards this as well so the stream is sponsored by cat audio which is straight out of ohio which has treated me very very well i'm sure some other companies i've worked with would have hopped in but this was kind of thrown together kind of quick and and we'll just see what happens after this somebody may still donate some gear to give away to donors but uh big thanks to my wife and her cupcake business which is amazing there's some on the table arms hucks either one of you say what you want to say about this live stream benefit i'm gonna grab some gear to show people that donate what is you know gonna go out to in some drawings all right uh, i'll go first uh first off i just want to say thanks to barker for doing this yes. um and thanks to everybody in advance or, or that have already donated uh we appreciate you know every single bit of it and if you, even if you can't donate then that's fine we understand um but just appreciate all the support you know it's been a long just i'll do a quick you know rundown of everything that's going on um for me the past say the end of 20 end of 2021 literally right at the end like december 27th 28th we found out that my oldest son landon um has hodgkin had hodgkin's lymphoma uh it was stage four so everything kind of especially that first week just kind of went, went real quick like you know, it was like it was a blur it's still pretty much a blur to me now just because i mean everything was so fast he immediately uh, like within a day or two started his chemo treatments and you know so you know for the next four months of you know first four months of 22 he was in chemo he had a couple weeks of radiation done after that you know after that was done uh you know he was he was in remission he was cancer free so fast forward a few months after a couple scans later um he had a scan in early march that you know revealed that the after a biopsy was done revealed that his hodgkin's lymphoma had come back um so now we're currently in treatments again he has had two rounds of chemo so far for this round um for this time around um is going to be doing a it's a bone marrow transplant using his own stem cells sometime in the near future um so that's going to be uh, that's going to be a difficult time uh just because he he he's going to be in the hospital for a minimum of four weeks um admitted into the hospital so that'll be that'll be a hard time but uh He'll get through this like he, you know, he's he's been amazing through all this. I mean, I, the kid doesn't complain about absolutely anything. So every picture is a smile. And yeah, he's I mean, a great and kid. he just, yeah, I mean, he's and he's keeping up with school. He's doing all the schoolwork online now. Uh, his grades are A's and B's. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's been truly amazing through all this. You know, I could see a kid just being, I, I couldn't imagine. Um, but he's just been. I just I don't know he's he's just fighting you know and he just he's going to continue to fight and he'll get through this and you know we'll move on but I'll let arms go ahead and yeah, but I just want to thank everybody so about a gosh about the same time frame yeah, honestly um, which is crazy and ironically you know me and Huck's probably live what three miles apart yeah we live fairly close to, to each other um, so 
to rewind it to whenever we first whatever happened happened my wife was eating a cheeseburger at a softball tournament in kentucky she bit her tongue and over the next several months it just didn't heal didn't heal didn't heal and uh doctors thought you know maybe you've got a tooth that's just kind of pushing against it rubbing it raw um the doctor she works for recommended she get a biopsy or no go to a dentist the dentist recommended the biopsy biopsy comes back um right like we literally just got back from christmas shopping um (laughs) I mean, I actually found out the next day I had COVID. I mean, just a boom, 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 crazy situation. Um, so she finds out that it was cancer in her tongue. She gets, uh, an, so one biopsy, of course, biopsy is a surgery, right? Um, theoretically minor, but they're still cutting on yeah. you. Um, the the next surgery, you know, they come in and they do the, um, you know, take out part of her tongue. And then they told her, they said, hey, the scans revealed that you may have some cancer in your thyroid or lymph nodes. So they told her that they were going to, um, you know, go in, you know, basically cut from literally, you know, bottom of her ear to bottom of her ear. I mean, it, it was a pretty extensive. We decided to seek out a second opinion on, you know, how invasive surgery was. We go up to the, the James Medical Center at Ohio State University. Um, and long story short, they're one of the best in the world. And they said, hey, it's the same thing. Um, but we want to go a little bit more in depth on the whole tongue surgery so they actually took out more of her tongue she trached for a while um you know for about a week um pretty devastating you know dead of winter like ice storms everything like that you know i'm staying up there in in hotels uh at the time due to the covid they wouldn't let you uh stay in the rooms so it was you know it was stressful after that she goes through radiation and we thought we had it beat um she gets a scan you know a few months later there's a nodule on her um pancreas and a nodule in, in her lung and they said well we're just gonna keep an eye on it well fast forward you know three four five six months later uh, the nodule on her pancreas had completely disappeared great you know uh, the nodule on her lung had uh, tripled in size mm-hmm. um so they took out the middle lobe of her right lung um, I think it's the right lung. Lanny, if, I, if I'm wrong on that, I'm sorry. I'm 99% sure it's your right lung. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, the test revealed that her uh, cancer was related. So they suggested that she, uh, you know, they gave her some options. And one of the options was to do chemo and immunotherapy. And it's kind of as aggressive as they're willing to get based on the situation. And um, so she's through her third. And actually, come Monday, she'll be on her fourth uh, dose of re- chemo. Uh, she's doing immunotherapy simultaneously. Well, the immunotherapy will last for uh, for one year at least, and um, we'll see where we go from there. Her last scan was great, I will say that. Um, but you know, if you know anything about cancer, it's you know sometimes it's touch and go. It's it could be great news, great news, great news, really bad news. Um, so that's it's been, you know, she's been off off work, um, doing her best. Uh, she's doing well. She you know good spirits. Obviously, the treatments wear her out and everything, and. We go up, we, you know, stay the night because it's real early morning and it's, I don't know if you've ever, you know, if you've ever experienced it, it's a, it's an eight, nine, 10 hour day to go through chemo and immunotherapy because it's different medicines that, that they don't run simultaneously. So, um, that causes a little bit of missed work for, for me. And then, you know, I do my best to work within the, the hospital, but, um, you know, my job, you know, got some flexibility, but obviously, you know, I got to devote my attention where it's appropriate. And I know it's obviously the same with you, Hux, you, yeah. you know, you're missing stuff to devote your attention to what's important because, you know, careers are great, 
but um, it's not the only thing. You got to take care of your family, and that's that's what I, my priority is in life. And um, we've got two little kids, uh, ten and seven years old, and you know they're doing the best that they can with the situation. So um, that's that's where we're at. And like I said, like Huck said earlier, thank you, Barker. Thank you, everyone who's here watching. If you can donate, awesome, great. If you can't, you know I understand. Um, no hard feelings. Uh, just appreciate everybody tuning in, and hopefully. This come, becomes a little more uh, frequent, you know. Maybe, you know, maybe we get back into the swing of things. Uh, yeah, I mean, but life has hit us all hard, and you know, it started with COVID, and then it's cancer, and then it's cancer again. Yeah, uh, both directions, and hopefully, before long, this is our every Friday night again. That'd yeah. be great. It would be great. So, yeah. All right. Saturday nights would work better, but yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever, way. whatever works, whatever works. I'm flexible. I mean, not physically. I can't. I, no. I run out of breath tying my shoes. But well, last I remember, you're fairly physically flexible. <laughs> Anyways, can't even uh, scratch my own shoulders. <laughs> I want to say, um, not not to point anything at myself, but I just get this off my chest. Like my wife and I have each had a scare in the last couple months, or I'm sorry, couple in the last year and a half. We have had a a scare one of us in the last couple months um nothing to it but i can't imagine the scare becoming real i just yeah i i don't know how you guys are doing what you do spend a lot of time crying in your car well yeah yeah and and i don't yeah uh, you know like we sometimes we crumble when much less severe things hit the family yeah. and when something this real hits i i just unless you know you don't know and and i, and I personally don't know but i don't know i i, I just don't <clears throat> understand how you keep moving forward i guess you have to you've said that before you have to you have yeah, to you, have you don't to. have a choice yep but if i, I mean, just, it, honestly if it wasn't for my wife it, it i don't know how i don't know how i got through this because you know she's i guess you would think it'd be the other way around <laughs> being the guy but uh you know i if it wasn't for her i don't know how uh, how i would got through this she's allowed me to you know do what i need to do or you know feel how i need to feel and she's just been the rock for me so i appreciate her a lot so. yeah I'm the, uh, I mean, I gotta be the strong one yeah. in my family. Cause you know, my wife is, the other, she's the one going through it and, uh, strong and optimistic and everything. And then, you know, kind of, a don't let her see me break down. You know, I mean, there's been a lot of conversations, you know, after the last, uh, surgery, everything was going well. And before the results of the, you know, testing of, you know, um, to see if they were related and whatnot, I told her, I said, I just want you to know like, Hey, this this hurts too. This hurts me too. I just try not to sit here and ball in front of you because I yeah. don't think it's going to help you. Yeah. But you know, I hurt. I cry. You know, I I get upset over this, and I think you know why and all that. And then uh, there's no answer for that. There's never going to be an answer for why. You know, I get the old uh, everything happens for a reason. Well, it's done. I don't, I don't know what the reason on this one is, and you know. Ever they, you get the battles you can handle. Oh, maybe really not as strong as you think that. Yeah. <laughs> really not that strong, but uh, yeah. but you know we all do our best to try to keep our spirits up. But let's uh, let's switch to a little happier tone. Let's yeah. dive in. Yeah, let's get let's a little happy. Rock. Um, let me say first of, uh, and foremost, like 
doing the whole YouTube thing has been extremely beneficial to my mental health just because of the community that I'm in are very supportive. I've been lucky enough to work with some companies, um, some which I'm sure are going to jump in after they know about this. They probably just haven't seen what's going on yet. But one company which is from Ohio, which is where we're from, is CAD Audio. And uh, we, we not not to incentivize anything, but they wanted to pay it forward, you know, from us getting together and doing this to help, you know, the Arms and Hucks family. And uh, so CAD Audio, which is out of northern Ohio, I work with them quite often. Uh, they're they're going to give out some gear. Um, I have a CAD mixer, which is the MXU4FX. Uh, that's going to go out to a donor, random draw, probably next week. Um, I've got a CAD E100SX, which is an amazing microphone, going to go out to a donor, random draw next week. I'm not going to say that every time. Um, i got a CAD E40, which is a really sweet microphone as well. That's, you know, the drill. <laughs> I know you're going to say it again. Random donor yeah, next random. week. It's random uh, donor next week. This one's going to go out to a random donor next this week. This one's going to go out to uh, someone handpicked by random selection. Oh, I thought what, is say what is it? What is it? Oh, sorry. That's a pair of, uh, of, of studio headphones from CAD. And uh, CAD, the, yeah, the folks at CAD are awesome. Um, it's not just CAD. I guarantee I'll be talking about a few more audio companies because I've made really awesome connections with a handful of them that actually care about people and give a crap. But uh, enough about the microphone stuff. I know this is streaming on obscure mics, and I know this is streaming on Stuck in My Generation, which is uh, you know a, a music channel on YouTube that I do. Fuck all that. We're going to talk <laughs> about football. Um, I got to admit, haven't been into football as much as I used to be, but I did jump into a fantasy league a few months ago, almost with the sole purpose of like, getting back into it forcefully so i could kind of i had this idea a while back ago and i was like i didn't know whether to do it or not so i jumped in a, in a league and uh does anonymous donation also get in the draw yes but please message me let me know that you are the anonymous donor and if you're lying shame the fuck on you um <laughs> but anyways we're going to talk about some rookies and fantasy football even though we've been out of the game a little bit we still pay attention we still have opinions we still have stuff like that going on but before we do start talking about that, and again, if you came here for microphone talk, I'm sorry, it's not microphone talk. This is the show that led to the channel that I do. So if you appreciate the channel, uh, know that it wouldn't have happened without arms and hucks. Would have never happened. Just that simple. So I do want to shout out some donors real quick. TJ Zoop, who's out of Cleveland, Ohio, who I met through YouTube podcasting that whole deal. Thank you for your donation. Porter Lee, thank you for your donation. Randy Wickham, hoof-hearted. <laughs> one of the greatest names for a fantasy football team of all time. One of the, the greatest way. fantasy guys. Yeah, he, he's he been in leagues with us. We've never met him, but he's amazing, and he, he donated. Probably like, no, he, ten, he really ten years is. plus? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Easily. Yeah, yeah. And he, Randy is a great guy. Like I said, I've never met him, but he... Yeah, he's messaged me from time to time, checking on me, checking on my family, and just, I mean, that's pretty cool for a guy you've never met and play fantasy football with, just yeah, yes. to check in on you Absolutely, randomly. and that's how that's how these folks are, too, and, and like, the channel, the virtual, when you find a, a people that belong in your virtual circle and virtual community, like, you just, you meet some great folks, even if you never come face-to-face with them. Um, Dale Bishop, Dale Bishop is a guy who's been watching my channel from basically the beginning and I want to give a heads up now. I'm probably going to do this again with Dale's permission. 
in the future because Dale is also battling this same fight. Um, and, and Dale's an amazing, amazing guy who literally has commented on every video I've ever published from day one. Fantastic guy. Dale, I love you, dude. If it's okay with you, I'll probably end up doing this again in the future I'm uh, for that cause. Yeah, uh, Rich Sarkeesian, thank you. Another guy I've known for a long time. I see these names, and I know who they are, and it, it, it's, it makes me feel really good that you guys came out. Derek Jones, I work with this guy. Amazing young man. One of the best young men I've ever met in my life. Thank you, Derek. Joe Tarantowski from Red Cabin Acoustic. Uh, he has also donated Joe. I love you, dude. He came down from Cleveland just to hang out for, with me for a day. And it's another one of those like online virtual connections that turned into a real friendship. Thank you, Joe. Uh, Anthony Pagnini Pags from MEI Studio. Literally doing a podcast with this dude because he watches my channel. And we just kind of met, clicked, hit it off, virtually met. Haven't been in his presence. But uh, Anonymous, I know who that is. Thank you, Kay. Uh, audio hotline, my dude Bronson, who I do a podcast with as well, and is oddly enough one of my best friends that I've also never met. But we are we talk every day. Thanks, Bronson. I appreciate everything you do for me. And uh, Mike Oyman, as you know, ask Mister Science who wants a cupcake. They're uh, good, by the they, way. They, did you eat one already? No, I've had them before. Okay, uh, but Mike, thanks for donating. I will try try to shout out the donations as they come. Jizo Pete's okay. Uh, Troy Olson. Another dude, fantasy football guy. I don't know if you guys have played with him. Do you know Troy? Troy was a fan of the Back Row Fantasy yeah, Show. That's how I, we met. Kind of played with him. Uh, Voice in Fuego, maybe yeah. on Twitter. Troy, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but Troy, thank you. And I'll shut the hell up now. Let's let's talk about some football. You want to? Well, we're going to talk about some rookies. I've got some thoughts on ones. Maybe kind of talk about how they fit into fantasy. Who you're excited about after the draft from a fantasy aspect. Um, are you, you guys still in leagues or now? Yeah, I'm still in I'm league. in two. Okay. Yeah. So we've had rookie drafts already, right? Um, no. I have. I have not. The The one league that I've uh, that didn't fold recently um, that I'm still in is just a uh, – it's a keeper, but, you know, you, you keep fourth round, cost you a first rounder, and oh, yeah, fifth yeah, yeah. round cost you a second rounder, so on and so forth. Yep. Yeah, I've so, I've done I, I've had one rookie draft so far. I think well, I think we one. were the same one. Yes, yeah, yeah same one. Yeah. And we're a little rusty. So oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll do what we can. But we're going to talk about football and uh, arms as much as, as I love you. I'm, I'm still probably going to be a dick to you fantasy wise. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Sometimes people would be like, you know, my favorite part is when arms and Barker argue. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's actually my favorite part. <laughs> uh, all right, so so here we go. I I don't know exactly where to lead off because this has been a whirlwind of a week. But I kind of want to ask who, who do you think out of the quarterbacks drafted? Like who do you want quarterback wise? Let's go number ones across the board, real quick. Quarterback, if you have to draft one, you need one in dynasty fantasy football. Who's it going to be? Anthony Richardson has been going one and two in rookie drafts all across the board, especially superflex. But even outside of superflex, people are apparently thinking that he's going to be Lamar Jackson with the rushing. And eventually a better thrower than Lamar Jackson is what the projections seem to be, which is kind of crazy because I don't think he can throw very well. But what quarterback would you want out of this draft? Arms first. I mean, all right. My favorite quarterback in the draft, and I'm, it's Stroud. Ter- no, no. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm a I'm a homer for CJ Stroud, no doubt about it. But I, I, accuracy wise, he's the best. All right, he he makes it look 
just everything looks routine. But I can't promise you that he's going to end up being a successful NFL quarterback. So he he is my pick, all right? But the Georgia game was probably the only time I've seen him have what I would consider a gutsy performance. Rushing as well. Okay. Um, if you go back and watch the uh, watch the tape, um, leaves wide open receivers. Just he throws into coverage. He's got the arm to do it. He's got the arm to put it where only his receivers can catch it. But he's also been blessed with, let's see, one, two, three, four, probably five first-round wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, the wide receiver room is so good that Belitnikoff winners leave. All right? I mean, Jameson Williams won the Belitnikoff for another school, won it yeah. for Alabama. Like, that's how good that wide receiver room is. So, you know, as much as I want him to succeed, and I do think he is the pick of this year's draft and probably by a fair margin – for me, um, I don't think there's any surefire quarterbacks in this year's draft. Really? From a fantasy standpoint, I think Stroud's probably the best. But listen, I could see him flaking out of the league in three years. Stroud? Stroud. Wow. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that. But... I don't either, surprisingly. <laughs> Mechanics and, and touch and everything's there. I just I question his decision-making sometimes. Hmm. You know, if the NFL is the, you know, everything starts coming a little bit closer. We're not throwing against, you know, with wide receiver – uh, NFL wide receiver talent gets Big Ten corners. Arguably, Ohio State's wide receiver talent is better than any team. Yeah, in the NFL. I mean they're yeah. they're up there typically. I mean honestly, if you put Jackson Smith and Jigba with Marvin Harrison Jr., you could that's a top five receiver combo. Right. And you know the previous year you had uh, Wilson and Alave, both of them you know top twenty five picks. I mean, yeah. and both of them had good rookie, good real well, solid yeah, rookie I think years. They were one two in the rookie of the year. Yeah, maybe. I mean there he's had great receiving talent. I mean with arguably a better receiver at the three spot and arguably a better receiver than that at the four spot. Like that's how good the wide receiver talent is. So I, I just question what's he going to do whenever, you know, Hulkamania runs wild when you know, what's he going to do whenever the, the <laughs> cornerback talent kind of levels out with the receiver talent. That, that is yeah, my I mean, biggest question. I don't yeah, think there's that that's, a, that's a good thought though. I mean, that that's legit. You know what? I, even through drafts and even through my opinions, which I'll get to after Hux. I've never really thought about the fact that he's got the best wide receivers in college football yeah. and didn't really take it into account. But, Hux, go Let's, ahead. Look at who, sorry, real quick. No, look ahead. who else had the best wide receivers in college football a couple years ago. Mac Jones. Now look at the fantasy stud he is. He's not. Right. <laughs> Very go, true. Continue. Sorry. Go ahead, Hux. Um, I'm, I guess I'm going to agree with what Barker was talking about, who he, Barker was talking about at the beginning with Anthony Richardson. Um, I just think, I mean, obviously, I know he has accuracy issues. That you know, but the the potential is off the charts. Off the charts, yeah. And I mean, big kid, fast kid. I mean, in going into a situation, and I'm not necessarily saying he should start from the get go, but just do it. Just let the kid go out there because that's what I mean. He's lacking experience. He's not gonna. I mean, he needs to go out there and play. Yeah. So, and I mean, I think. The new head coach, Shane Steichen, is a good coach for him to have. You know, obviously he worked with Jalen Hurts. Similar, you know, obviously similar similar skill set. So I just think he's in a good situation now. I mean, I know their wide receivers outside of Pittman are pretty yeah, I don't mean questionable at best. Quite very questionable. They they I mean, do have some talent though. Like I mean, Alec, Alec Pierce, Pierce is yeah. talented and they just draft they got yeah. who'd they just draft? 
uh, uh, Josh Downs. Josh Downs. I like Josh Downs. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some. And they brought in there. Isaiah McKenzie this year from Buffalo. Yep. Who's you know fast? So, I mean, he underrated weapons. Maybe I don't. I mean, maybe McKenzie gets a bigger role than he's ever had. I mean, nobody. I mean, it's not like Pierce. Pierce did okay last year, but I mean. Yeah, it wasn't anything special. I mean, Paris Campbell was there, but you know he's gone. Yeah, they he's still gone. don't really have a tight end. But they've got some developmental guys too, like Mike Strachan is a guy that's kind of one of those keep an eye on tall, rangy receivers. They've they've got some talent, so you never know. I, I like Richardson. I mean, I think if you're going to bank on a fantasy quarterback, I think I think it has to be Richardson. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he. I mean, obviously, it depends on when he actually starts whether it's game one game four whenever they decide but i mean he he could double digit rushing touchdowns right and he doesn't have to be real and, life good to put up good fantasy points i mean daniel jones threw what 14 touchdown passes last year which is pathetic yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean fantasy wise he was top 10 right I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I he was up there. So. I, I mean, with, with the so, rushing so, yards added in, so so, I mean, fantasy-wise, he's, I mean, Daniel Jones right now. <laughs> are you drafting Daniel Jones as a court, your quarterback? If you need a quarterback, everybody else is in a, in a 10-team league. You're not. You know it. I, mean, I know a, it. You a know it. A 10-team league? A 10-team league. He is I mean, not your quarterback. No. You're, you're going to let somebody else take a different quarterback before you take Daniel Jones. We. A backup. No, I mean I would wait on Daniel Jones. Yeah, but I'm not going to like pick the 27th him. 27th round, you'll wait on Daniel Jones. <laughs> I'm going to be a little against the grain here. Um, Daniel Jones hasn't had weapons his whole time. Or Daniel Jones isn't good enough to utilize his weapons. I actually think he is. All right, so I, I actually kind of think Daniel Jones could be a be a. Uh, I, I don't want to call it late in his career. He's been around for what three, four years, four yeah. years. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he started to creep in to that top. I think he's hot garbage. But look, I we're not talking actually, about Daniel I Jones. We're, we're talking about Anthony Richardson, which That's I think true. is the worst pick of the draft. Uh, I don't think wrong. that. It, you no, have the wrong button. He's I'm got the a, wrong one. He's I used under to. 50, I don't under 55% career completion. And you could say, well, his freshman year was, or yeah, his freshman year, sophomore year, whatever his first year, was actually his best completion percentage, which kind of buoyed him over. The dude, uh, you know, the dude's only four, four, seven. The dude hasn't played many games. Uh, he, no, not a, not a ton, but, you know, it's, had like, it's like three games or something yeah. like that, and it was appearances. And it wasn't you know, like he was playing started. at Ohio State. He's playing at Florida, which isn't hasn't been a you know a powerhouse in a long time. No. Okay, so so what's not advocating for him a hundred percent? I know there's it's fifty fifty. His his stats that he could be you know Lamar Jackson, if he's that good, which he had a good yard per carry, carries like seven yards per carry. Um, why wasn't the offense ran through him? Coaching, if, bad coaching. I mean, so, so bad I coaching. Know. You just want to go six and seven, or we're okay with that in the SEC. I don't think he wanted to, but Florida's I think been terrible. that way for a few years. They it, must be okay with it. Yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> not a great just coach. Saying, he probably didn't mean to go six and seven. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm that sure he hoped for better. But. I feel like he was just the best available that they had, and if there was somebody else decent, yeah, and then you they, know, I feel like if they Kyle were fully was there, he yeah. was starting. For Florida, he wasn't obviously they weren't fully committed to Richardson. So I mean, yeah, yeah you can. It, it's a there yeah, you no, go. no, I'm, there, so I'm there, His I'm college saying, head so coach I mean, was not fully committed to him, well, but the freaking Colts are. But I think it was a terrible pick. I mean, it, it could turn it out terrible. to be, but I think it was too soon. But I think, I think it they, was a, at they least, had to do what they had to do. At least around too soon. And you got to remember, Levis didn't go till the second round. So if you're going to take a quarterback at a spot where you have to take a quarterback, basically, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, it's. I don't think it was. 
I think it was a terrible pick from the outside looking in that he went that high. But when it comes to the Colts picking him, I don't think it was terrible for the Colts to pick him. That being said, I mean, uh, here's the thing. Listen, there is, there has never been a more athletically talented quarterback ever, in my opinion, to enter the draft. That does not mean that he's going to be good because we all know about the underwear Olympics. They don't yeah. always tell the who, story. Who, who's his comps, though? His his actual, you consider as comparable. Uh, it's Cam Newton, right? I mean, it's kind of Cam, I mean, I but I don't want to just go off Summer Somewhere between Cam and Vic? Lamar Jackson. Okay, Michael Vick. Steve Young. Get out of here. I, no, Steve, I'm not Steve, saying Steve Young was the 70% not, accuracy passer. I know that. I'm, I'm, I'm saying his comp as not far near, as what he could. Not near as big. <laughs> no, but I, I don't like to go size for size, you know? I know, like, but... But if you if you've throwing got a, acumen, rushing acumen, just, if you're a mix between Cam Newton and Michael Vick, that you're not a good passer. Well, no, but and he may. But I mean, you make up for it with be, your but, legs, though. And right. he, I mean, he's got the. I mean, yeah, obviously. Right, how, many Cam yards, Newton. how many yards he rushed for? I have no idea. It was, it was not a lot. It was like four hundred. Let's consider. Why are you going to throw me out there? You, I told you before this, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's consider Jalen Hurts his first 13 games as a college quarterback. I don't know what that is. I'm just, pretty sure he played a national championship in his first 13 games. What His first 13 I games mean, ever, you think he was that yeah, yeah, was, was that first, was I he a freshman? He was, yeah, he was a Heisman finalist as a freshman. As a freshman? I'm 99 okay. That sounds sure. about right. Because, I mean, he progressed <laughs> greatly as a passer. He was a good passer already. I, I, did, I thought the league was sleeping on him already. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. Uh, but and if you go back and look up that that uh, rookie analysis that didn't happen, we all agreed. Kelts Chronicles brings up a good point. If a good point, if Richardson has the drive instincts and heart, it could be nasty in a good way. Apparently, he's about as high character as a kid oh, yeah. as it gets. Kid That's awesome. A, that is you don't draft that, I know project in the first round. A good character project with I mean, that kind of think, athleticism. Think I think he you can, can be the face of your franchise for the next ten years. And you you're do. fired as a GM in three years. I think That's what could, happened. I think you I mean, shock some people. Nah, I don't know. I I, I thought he was going to go high. I said to some buddies at work back in January. I bet he creeps into the top ten because of his athleticism. I said he's going to blow everybody away at the combine, which he did. I mean, and people. I mean, over the last few years, this is the type of quarterback people have fell, fell in love with. I mean, do they always pan out? No. But they, I mean, let me I, ask you, do they often pan out? I mean, I think it's becoming, it's getting better as the what, years what's, go what's, what's I mean, the, Fields is looking like he's starting to turn around. He's a similar. What's the, the I mean, he's the, a better passer. The one thing that matters similar. in the NFL. Rushing quarterback. No, winning. <laughs> winning matters in the NFL. Okay. Okay. The kid's never proven he's a winner, all right? Low passing yards, low rushing yards. If the offense is ran through him, he touches the ball every single play. One of those stats is going to have to, you know, be impressive to justify the fourth overall I mean, pick. I think with the right coaching, yeah, with, with the right coaching, the, the sky's the limit. And I, I sometimes, listen, when we really get down to it, what is a first-round draft pick worth really? Because Jalen Carter could just come into the league and not do well. B. John Robinson could come in and be Trent Richardson. I mean, you just, it's still, it's like a free lottery ticket, you know? And you scratch it off and you see what you got. And when I go buy a lottery ticket, I look at the one with the biggest prize. And Anthony Richardson has the biggest prize available if you can 
Scratch it off if you can get to it underneath the surface. What a great analogy! Here we go. Here we go. passing yards. Okay. And it was six fifty four rushing yards. Six hundred fifty four rushing yards. On a pretty bad Florida team. Okay, but you're, he's the focal point of the offense. Like, maybe uh, is he holding onto the ball too I mean, long? Like, there's was he though? I mean, that, maybe the offensive coordinator probably got fired after this fucking year because they sucked. Yeah, he got, got probably got fired because he couldn't utilize the freak athlete, or maybe the freak athlete's not that good at quarterback. Maybe the wide receivers dropped the ball a lot. Possibly. Very possible. I, I've actually I've heard that criticism. There's yeah. some you know some drop balls. We, we probably shouldn't name this episode Anthony Richardson. You're right. So we should Moving probably on. move on a little bit. I want to throw out there, um, fantasy-wise, it's Richardson for me. Yeah. Um, my favorite quarterback in this draft from an overall readiness. If I'm a, if I'm a GM of an NFL team right now, it's C.J. Stroud. I don't think he's going to fail. I really don't. I, I think he is going to grow into the league – I just think he's going to continue to progress, and he doesn't really have the wide receivers yet, but that team's going to be picking first again, more than likely, and or you Marvin to, Harrison Jr. You don't might be first, joining him you know in Houston. Mean, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like Stroud a lot. Richardson is the guy I draft from a fantasy perspective, but I would be uh, kind of questioning whether I made the right decision because I think C.J. Stroud is the real deal, and I'm not an Ohio State homer. No. Running back. Let's skip past Bijan because the love is just too much there. Yeah. If, if there's a guy you're targeting besides <laughs> Bijan, I hope it's not Gibbs around the board. It's not for me, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but who would it be on your fantasy team if you're targeting a running back not named Bijan Robinson? Oh my God, I don't even know that there's anyone I want. Quickly, though, I, mean, I don't want to forget. Can we give some quick opinions? From Kelts Chronicles, who's a big Niners fan. Trey Lance, Brock Purdy. I don't even want to say Sam Darnold, but I think the only who's person, the guy there I think Darnold's going to be in the conversation. Just Fuck that. I think the only because person that can fa- that's going to fail there is Sam Darnold. <laughs> Sam Darnold, yeah. yeah. He can I'm, be talented all he wants. It's just, it just doesn't matter. I mean, Brock Purdy's going to be out for a while. I mean, he's, so he's not going to be... Maybe not. Well, I mean, saying, I, they're saying maybe not. I mean, is he going to be in training camp though? They're saying oh, okay. possibly. Well, I haven't seen that. I yeah. thought he was going to miss at least first part of the season. No, no he avoided Tommy okay. Johns and got yeah. a lesser surgery, and it's going well. And he might be the guy. I'm going to say Brock Purdy. I think Trey Lance will be traded before it's all over. I, Especially when, with the way they're gushing about Sam Darnold, Trey Lance. Will be I don't gone. like to agree with you, but I 100% agree with you on that. Guy, I, mean, I find Purdy's something to argue man. with him about. Yeah, I mean, I, if if Brock Purdy's healthy, can can. I mean, I think they'll hold a competition, obviously, between the... Yeah, and and Trey Lance never did anything in his handful of starts that Brock Purdy did. Right. You find a guy like Brock Purdy who who can potentially walk in and be that Tom Brady seventh-round pick kind of guy, or was he a sixth-round pick? I don't know. He was Mr. Well, I know Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, Brady was sixth-round. Yeah, but you got a guy that can walk in like that and and do what he's done. I don't think you turn your back on him. I think you roll with Purdy, trade Lance, but that's me. I agree, yeah. Running back, uh, have at it. I, I've got a bunch. I think this running back class is freaking deep and talented, and there's a lot of guys that I have interest in on the dynasty side of things, and there's a lot of situations, which is kind of what we decided this episode was going to be kind of about, was like, what situations do we love? I got a bunch of them. If you don't have many, throw down what you got, and I'm ready to roll. 
the honestly the one I like outside of Bijan, which by the way comps very very favorably to Saquon Barkley. So if you like Saquon, yeah. you like uh, Bijan, and then if you go look at the Falcon stats, like nobody can rush for twenty seven hundred yards. Like just just an absolute nobody can do it. They're like they they've got a ton of uh, ton of rushing yards on the team. Um, so yeah, he's obviously the, your go to. But I'm gonna go with Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet, UCLA. Um, do I love his situation? No, no, I don't love his situation. I mean, Kenneth Walker's solid. I kind of do like the situation. I, can, I think Kenneth Walker's real solid, but I do think that they, you know, prefer they're they're going to push the running game, and to the point of breaking a running back. Right. And if that running back happens, you know, that gets a start initially is Kenneth Walker. Does Charbonnet come in, and you know, he seems to be, you know. Good with the ball, good with uh, in the receiving game. I like that about him. I think he offers a little bit more there than Kenneth Walker does. Um, I think he's going to get plenty of touches. I do think it's going to be a 70 30 share on rushing, but I think Charbonnet gets more of the passing game work, which is going to be beneficial to him. I don't know that it's going to be a Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb type thing because I don't think either one of them are that Kareem level. Kareem Hunt's still a free agent. How about that? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yep. Yeah. But I, I do think Charbonnet is going to end up being a, a solid overall rookie, um, probably outside of John, my number two. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I'm <clears throat> I'm gonna go with the other Texas running back to come out, Rashawn Johnson. For, That's my boy right for there. For the Bears, that is my. Um, boy. yeah, he's in a he's going to a situation where I mean, there's no dominant guy. They don't have David Montgomery anymore. Absolutely. They brought in Deontay Foreman, another Texas running back. Um, Love them Texas running backs. Yeah, so hard to miss. What I mean, though, isn't it? I, I mean, don't know. Like, it was the last time a Texas running back did anything in the NFL, actually. Not, I'm saying they don't have to be great, but it seems like everyone that comes out of Texas running back was in college was solid. good. Yeah. 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 Like, in college. Being solid. I don't know about in the NFL, but But no, I think I think he has a great shot at getting, you know, work early on. I mean, I Foreman, you know, he's he did pretty well for Carolina. Um and you know, he was coming in before he got hurt. At the end of his college career, I, I think he was on track to be a really like good running back mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah, he obviously got hurt, and you know, it's taken him a while to get going. But I mean, he's he's looking good. But I don't think it, you know he's going to come in and necessarily cement the job. And no. Khalil, what Herbert, Herbert, yeah, he's there also. But you know, he's had a chance there. And but I I just think Johnson could come in and big back could take over the early down work early on. I agree 100%. Um, Herbert's got injury issues. Deontay Foreman has had injury issues. Deontay Foreman reminds me of like a Jonas Gray, like kind of a flash in the pan. Comes in, does well, probably won't last long. Yeah, Not a big fan. Um, not not to I, – I never really agree with this guy's takes from what I see, but I don't watch him a lot. Chris Sims had a yeah, – uh, He's usually terrible. He's usually terrible. <laughs> This doesn't bode well for for our our talking point here, but but he said after Bijan Robinson, his tier two had one guy in it, and it was Roshan Johnson. And from the tape that I watched, just because I did start watching tape again before this rookie draft, 
I was extremely impressed with a lot of running backs, but as far as like a bell cow, a potential bell cow in the league besides Bijan Robinson, and I do like Charbonnet as well. Uh, I, I thought Roshan Johnson, the situation, the Bears like to run the ball. Justin Fields is not going to throw the ball 500 times. It's just not going to happen. I'll eat my words after I said that because that's how that works. Roshan Johnson looks absolutely freaking sweet. And I got to also say, I think that, I think that he'll still do the starting job, honestly. Um, another guy I like a ton is Dwayne McBride who the Vikings drafted really, really late. One, I think the talent is 100% there, and I think the smaller school factor came into effect in him falling down the board. But I also think, even more so now than ever, Dalvin Cook's gone. Yeah. So it's Alexander Madison, who's solid. Oh, yeah. But I, he also reminds me of, like, who's the Jacksonville Jaguars guy that's not even in the league anymore that Major. we all had on our teams, huh? Maurice Drew. No, Armstead or uh, Raquel Armstead. Raquel Armstead. Yeah, yeah. Alexander Madison, while good, doesn't really inspire a bunch of confidence. And I think Dwayne McBride's another guy that if Dalvin Cook is indeed gone, which the latest reports look like he is, I think Dwayne McBride is a massive sleeper pick on a team that basically is just going to be Alexander Madison, and that's it. So that's that's a guy I've targeted in every draft, which is one <laughs> that I've been in, and uh, I've I've happily been able to get him because he's nobody's talking about him. Downside to to him, and I know you like you know the well you know he's cheap doesn't cost him cost a lot to keep him around. Seventh rounder, seventh rounders are semi disposable in the draft, but not at running back. I mean, not at running back. Running back's a whole new ball game now. I don't know. The running backs fell down the board after the first two went. Running backs were just falling all over the place. Devin Achain, which Celts Chronicles has just mentioned that Miami drafted, this dude in, what, maybe 2010 probably would have been a first-round pick. I mean, running backs have just continually, continually slid down the board, but when you got the generational talent like Bijan, of course, someone's going to take him to first. Jameer Gibbs, we were all surprised that he got taken as high as he did. We mm-hmm. thought maybe yeah. the end of first end round. Of first, yeah. We thought maybe. But running backs otherwise, they just, you'd never know. Like, no, not many teams, there's a whole lot of teams that will refuse to take a second round running back, that will refuse to take a third round running back when there's still wide receiver talent on the board. Like, these guys trickle down the draft by no fault of their own, not because they shouldn't. I mean, it's fair. We, we, higher, end up with, we end up with a, a fifth, sixth rounder that's relevant every year. You know yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that you're necessarily wrong. I mean, stats bear it out. Average 7.3 yards a carry over his career. Could you just say, no, I must be the wrong one. No. <laughs> I didn't say he was going to be bad. I'm just saying seventh rounders, if he has a bad camp, they're like, we don't need you. Like, it, the guy's going to have to earn a starting off earn a you know third uh, third string position to begin with right like if that doesn't happen i mean he could be floating around and never get the opportunity i'm just saying if you're going to if you're buying in there don't buy in for a lot you know you're not don't be buying in for a first rounder probably not a second rounder on who the the kid for the vikings oh Dwayne oh, McBride. 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 Hey, yeah. well and that's a great thing i got him in the do you third, remember hux third, third round, round? Yeah. yeah so yeah, dart throws it, on it, running backs, basically. Yeah. I was going to say, in the third round of a rookie draft, you are, right. you have dart throws. Yes. I yeah. mean, if, if you're in a you know IDP league, 
People are taking high-end IDP players at this point, and, yeah. and you're stabbing at running backs. Which yeah. is which is my strategy every time. Like, yeah. what's the chances a rookie defensive guy is going to help you win your league? Right. Unless he's Darius Leonard. <laughs> not much. I mean, not much. But let's move on to wide Man, receivers. Which, what's his name now? He changed uh, his name. He did. It was Shaquille Leonard. Yeah, Shaquille. It used to be Darius Leonard. Now it's Shaquille. Which I can't blame him. That new rap song by Shaquille O'Neal is fire. I haven't heard okay. it. It's actually good. I can't do a re- it's I actually do, good. I can do a live react right now. That'd be awesome. <laughs> we should do that after this. Well, Real One Raw's <laughs> yeah, coming yeah, on. Which Real One Raw's yeah. in the house watching, uh, which is weird. They should be here soon. Anyway. Oh, they're coming here? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know this coming to the building. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, they yeah. Every I thought it was hour. just a one, one, one. You know, we go live, then they go live at their house. Nope. nope gotcha. They're coming here. They're coming here to go okay. live. So you cool. we'll, we'll cross those paths when they come. Real One Raw. Great total sports podcast, not necessarily fantasy podcast, but Den's always some, been able to talk. Some he, good he takes. Was born to do some a shit takes, you know. Some shit. Like oh, a, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Let's go wide receivers. I said good takes. Did you hear me say that first? I thought you said I, shit takes. I'd say some good, some shit. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> I love it. Let's talk. Let's talk some wide receivers. Uh, and honestly, I I think if you want to mention JSN. You can, because I don't think there was a clear-cut number one. I think most of us think that Smith and Jigba was the clear-cut number one, but not everybody did. A lot of people had, you know, the the kid that went to the Vikings higher, and my brain just Jordan Addison, Jordan Addison, uh, which I kind of agree. I think Addison's a fantastic – screw the underwear Olympics. So what, he ran a slow 40. I I didn't even look that up. No, some people are like the the pads translate to speed – I'm going to go with Adam Thielen probably ran like a 4.8. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And he succeeded yeah. in that offense. Absolutely. So so I'll, I'll hit on a couple of them real quick. So JSN, uh, to date, he's the best wide receiver to come out of Ohio State. And that's a lot of to, great to, talent. What do you mean to date? Like, ever? Like, ever? ever. Who's better? Man, I don't know. Joe Galloway was a beast. To date, J- Jackson um, Smith and Jigba is the best to ever come out of Ohio I State. I don't know. I don't think you can say that until we see him play. Dude, he... He was he he's the best prospect maybe that's came out of Ohio State ever, but I wouldn't. Can we rephrase? Could, will you agree? No, I, I would tell you it. You I, think, I don't you like his he's... quarterback situation. Obviously. Oh, what the hell, Gino's a beast. Uh, obviously, I don't. I own him in fantasy. I don't don't like the quarterback situation. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't. Say. But if he had just a, if Gino has another solid year, this kid's going to be facing number two corners. You know, yeah. a lot of one-on-one coverage against yeah. number two corners. Like, I mean, 1,300 yards as a rookie two, is not number, out of the— Probably the nickel corners. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. number three guys. I yeah. mean, 1,300 yards as a rookie is not out of the realm of possibility as long as Gina's looking for him. Considering Tyler Lockett's age and he could slow down and considering DK Metcalf is beastly but not exactly like superstar stats, star stats, yeah. I don't know about superstar stats. I agree. I mean, I think he could be— Absolutely fantastic as a rookie. I, I mean, he could be, but I, I, I wouldn't bank on it. I think Gino has another good year because they have so many weapons. But I, and is obviously barring health, I think they're going to try to run the ball maybe a little more. Walker. So I mean, I think that could hurt him you know, and Jigba like this year. It's it's funny because they add more more weapons consistently than the Packers ever did for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, percent. It's just nuts. It's like if. If the Packers were drafting like the Seahawks draft, Aaron Rodgers would still be on the Packers. I don't know. I think he was done. But, but we won't I mean, go there. We historically. Go there. Um, 
one I like that kind of tumbled a little bit. I love Jalen Hyatt. I love Jalen Hyatt. I drafted Jalen Hyatt. I moved up and I gave up stuff to go get him. I think he's a, I hate to call him Deshaun Jackson. I think he has more to his game than Deshaun Jackson, but I think Deshaun Jackson is a major fair comp, but I also think there's some Steve Smith to this guy. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Hypo has, he's an air raid, uh, air raid guy, air raid disciple, if you will. Um, the argument's going to, you know, be, well, he's, Look at his route tree. You know, it's all posts. It's all fades. Whenever he does, you know, pull a drag across, he's wide open. He's yeah. always wide open. Like, he runs a 4-4, but somehow looks faster than running a 4-4. I mean, destroyed Alabama. Just absolutely smoked Alabama. You know at halftime, Nick Saban's like, we got to change something. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm still going to destroy everybody. Like, Jalen Hyatt might be fantasy-wise – might end up being the one or two in this class, but at, at worst, I feel he at worst he's the three, fantasy wise. Yeah, uh, one guy I like that's you know not and this maybe is long term by the way. Sorry. Right. Yeah. One of the one guy I like that not necessarily probably anybody's top five or so for the rookie class coming out, but I mean just by going in the the situation he's going to, I think Jonathan Mingo going to Carolina. I put, I put him top five. For me, would you? Yeah, because I, mean, I agree with you. I think situation, yeah, situation, um, and I think he's good. I mean, I mean, they brought in Adam Thielen, who's uh, you know still is going to produce. Side, for, yeah, I mean, he's going to produce from time to time, but he's not going to be. And I'm not. They have Terrace Marshall, who hasn't. Why do you like Mingo? Why do you like Mingo? Just, I mean, size. M- I mean, yeah, six twos. I mean, he's just. I think he can come in and be. A number one for them. I mean, okay, but a number one receiver to me is somebody who can it, college is consistently good. Okay, all right, yeah. He has four games in his entire career: two last year, one the previous year, and one the year before that of over a hundred yards. Who is who's his quarterback? It doesn't matter. It does. I mean, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. How, how, can think... you, how can you be a possession guy averaging three catches a game? You know what I mean? Like. The, the, Not the most, knowing who was throwing the, the ball arguable, helps. He had a 237-yard performance, I think it was, against Central Arkansas. Fuck you, I'm leaving. Or some, someone like that. Or Vanderbilt. Or, I mean, somebody who doesn't have doesn't actually play football as a, a scholarship sport. It's just, how can you how can you be a possession receiver whenever no, you get just a handful of targets a game? His Alabama uh, performance, he had seven for like 59. How do you have seven catches and only have 59 yards? No, not, it mean, seems like every time he catches the ball, he's tackled immediately. Well, I mean, in, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, he's I, I want to drop, be... drop a name. Not, yeah. not that I'm saying this guy is tearing up the world, but what he was doing before injury bugs started nipping at his heels Jonathan Mingo, DJ Chark. That's all I'll say. And Chark was fast. Chark also played with no quarterback at LSU. And and Chark was a prospect that, like, you watched the tape. That's the other receiver I couldn't think of. And you're like, this guy could be really good at the next level. That's what I see when I see Mingo. I'm like, I don't know about the team. I don't know about, you know, I I just see him progressing. But was DJ Chark good at the next level? Yes, until he started getting knicky-knack injuries. Yeah, absolutely. Good. We were all going after Chark he, he, after that, the first a, two that's years. That's a strong league. word for his performance. Like he, he still had a lot of potential. Anyway, we liked him. I liked him. I love DJ Chark. 
do, 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 do. But <laughs> it didn't pan out. <laughs> and if that's your comp and that's what you're hoping for. I'm just saying the situations. Like, he okay. can come into the league and do something. And I think he will. Okay. That's fine. Opportunities there as well. Nine-tenths of the law. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, Hux. I'm sorry. Um, I already made fun of everyone who's... I'm the one that said Mingo. You, you notice that he's still I went, holding strong. I went Mingo. You guys right, go next. Right, right. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to go deep. I'm going to go really deep here. Marquez Colston in, inspired this one for me. So I want to go to New Orleans. Okay. And yes, I fucking drafted this guy too. But I drafted him with a target. I thought I was thinking about him since the end of round two. So in New Orleans, we have got Chris Olave, obviously. Chris Olave. Looks like he's going to be a stud for a long time. Who else do we have in New Orleans, by the way? Yes, we have Michael Thomas, yeah. but is that dude ever going to play Rashid at a high Shaheed. level again? Yeah, I mean, Rashid Shaheed, is he ever going to play again? I don't know. Uh, but from what I have watched and what I have kind of pinpointed as a guy that fits Chris Olave on the other side almost perfectly, not saying this is like, you know, put money in the bank on this guy, but A.T. Perry absolutely looks like a draft steal to me. Derek Carr, still good enough Stud. to make two fuck superstar. Yeah. Good yeah, enough to make I, two receivers relevant. And the the tight end there is what? Jawan Johnson who's solid but unspectacular. Yeah, Troutman's never turned into anything. Unless Alvin Kamara catches 100 balls, I think AT Perry, maybe not this year, but next year could make some is real he still noise. Suspended? Who? Kamara. Is he going to get suspended? Who knows? Okay. I, I have no idea. Uh, but A.T. Perry is a guy that I absolutely am very, very intrigued by. I just think that he looks like someone who the opportunity is there, and it may just all come to yeah, fruition. Big kid. Big kid. I like him a lot. There's another one. I do have to pull up my draft, but Arms, you're chomping a got, bit and say something, so you go I, ahead. I love Marvin Mims. I don't know much. I'm going to admit Listen, right now, if you go watch, don't know much. If you go watch the tape of Marvin Mims, it's just like he's always a step or two ahead of everybody. I mean, he, to be fair, he ran a 4-3. I mean, the kid absolutely blazes. Good old underwear Olympics. And No, well, but <laughs> it translates to the game. Right. Like, he, if he's not a step ahead of you or two steps ahead of you, he's wide open because he got lost. I mean, he's only 5'11", which whenever I saw that, it, it shocked me because I felt that he uh, – that he plays a little bit bigger than five eleven. He does does fine in traffic, but it's normally not in traffic because yeah. he's he's out ahead of everybody. Yeah. And I'm not saying you know he's Tyreek Hill because there's he's one of one, right? But he he feels you know he feels more Deshaun Jackson to me, honestly. Uh, Mims is like if you couldn't get Hyatt, Mims is enough. You know what I, I mean? I think if they trade Cortland Sutton, then you're onto something. See, Cortland Sutton does nothing for me. So is is this, not now, is and this, I don't know why. Is this kind of, Wilson's new locket? There, there. That's my point. So, I mean, is is Wilson capable of making a new locket? I think Sean Payton's capable of making I, a new locket. I know that you and Dan are big on Sean Payton. I don't think it's going to happen. Sean Payton's a genius. It may I mean, be, but I don't. I think he's going to have to be a genius with another quarterback. I don't disagree with that. But I could, we'll see. I, it's a 50-50, just well, like talking about this draft, but we'll I just see. don't see I don't it. know, because how, how many games did they have the new coach at the end of the year? Last three or four games last yeah. year? Remember? Yeah. Russell Wilson looked better with a new coach. Like, well, fuck, he couldn't have looked worse. So, I mean, <laughs> well, no, but I mean, they, you know, Nathaniel oh, Haggett's fucking terrible. Whoever picked him up, I don't remember who it was. Did he go back, did he go to the Jets with Rodgers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. Because, you know, it's, part it's, of the, reason. it's the New York Packers. Yeah. And, Right. 
They brought in everybody. Yeah, Randall Cobb's going to have 1,000 yards, you know. Like the Las Vegas <laughs> Patriots now. All right, Las Jesus Vegas Patriots. Tom Brady's going to join him as a minority owner. Uh, that, that actually makes me mad. Yeah, but that is what it is. The one thing about Mims is like, he's got to be Tim Patrick for a spot. Dude, I, and that is, if Tim Patrick is healthy, good fucking luck, dude. Because Tim Patrick is one of those journeymen that you don't want to fuck with. Or Cortland. I mean, your options are you got to be Tim Patrick or Cortland Sutton to Tim, get on the field. Or, and honestly, or Jerry Judy, who's not been what we all hoped and thought no, he, he would hasn't. be. No. Tim Patrick so, like, he, is I Zach like Wilson. He's, he's going to make someone's life hell. <laughs> he's just, I feel like he's got a, an, an easy path to targets. I don't disagree. Not, especially maybe if not they easy, Cortland but, Sutton. Uh, not an overcomable path to targets. He, yeah. do, he doesn't have a Justin Jefferson on his on that team to keep him from you know reaching the field. I got that. I got you. I want to throw one more name out: Tank Dell out of Houston, freaking speedster. C.J. Stroud literally requested that the Texans draft this kid. How the fuck C.J. Stroud knows about a, a wide receiver from Houston is beyond me, but apparently mm-hmm. he did, and he wanted him there. And if he wants him there, guess what? He's going to be looking Probably at him every chance he gets. Camp or some crap He's going like to lock in on him if he asks for him to come to Houston. So Tank Dell's another guy not being talked about a whole lot, uh, typically going at the end of the second round, early third round in Dynasty drafts. Wouldn't overlook him. Uh, just just based on the situation, again, could be the new locket. Uh, Kelts Chronicle says Carr will do well as a saint. I disagree. Carr's trash, but let's move on. He, he, he doesn't believe that. He really doesn't believe that. You want to talk I'm about- a Raiders fan if you've never watched before. I'm a Raiders oh, fan. He, he's always going to bust some balls. I, I got another one. I like Rasheed Rice. I also like Rasheed Rice, again, mostly because of the situation. Gone. You know, Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, really not that good, right? It's okay. Kadarius Tony. two, his- three. I mean, he's on a second team in two years. Kadarius Tony's not good. He might right? be. He looked pretty good uh, at times. He was never. He was hurt, and I don't think he's ever either. I just don't think he was used he, enough. No, and I think he might have needed the right coaching because I don't know if he was. It almost seems like maybe he wasn't bought in, or maybe he's uncoachable, and that's the reason that, the Giants. That, that could be him. too. That absolutely could be because. I think there was rumblings that he was kind of a pain yeah. in the ass. So uh, there's character maybe. issues at, at minimum with Kadarius Tony. And you know how I am about yeah. character issues. What was it? 2000 and fucking six. Brandon Marshall fell through a glass table. I'm like, fuck trading you, dude. Trading you right now, Brandon Marshall, even though you're a Miami Dolphin, you're out of here. The kind of similar situation to the Marvin Mims situation, right? So <laughs> the options for you, one, you've got Travis Kelsey, you know, your number one target guy on the team, but he's got to battle with. Mar- MVS, Kadarius Tony, and Sky Moore. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And the situation if, is pretty wide open. If you become a you know a feature of that offense, you're fantasy relevant as you could possibly be. Oh, yeah. Let's Absolutely. not forget about Demarcus Robinson. Is he still there? I don't no. know. I just no. wanted to throw him he, out there. He, he got, he got, every like seventh week in fantasy, we'd be like, hey, you might want to Pick up Demarcus Robinson and plug and play that yeah, guy. We hit it like three out of seven. But yeah. no, um, I I just don't see any, anyone there that's incredible and you know you can't keep off the field. Uh, somebody somebody they eventually have to get draft a good wide receiver. You know after after letting Tyreek go, they got to get somebody. And he's not Tyreek fast. I want to say he's a four five one, um, but you know looks solid against contested balls. Um, lower level of competition. Will he be covered up in the in the NFL? I don't know, but I mean, I, I'm I'm just you know hoping that Andy Reid schemes him open. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Time yeah. will tell. 
tight end. You want to talk? You, you this is your time to shine. Oh, I got According to Hux. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna go real quick, uh, and if, I'm gonna be a homer. Be a you know Bills fan, but I love the Dalton Kincaid pick for Buffalo. I, I um, I'm with you on that. The I'm kid with you 100% is on that. Unreal athletic, and you know he won't be your typical tight end, but yeah, he's gonna be a a dangerous weapon, you know, for Buffalo. I what mean, what would he, your comp be on that? You take it, I'll stab you. <laughs> you know I'm right there. No, I mean. I don't know who I, I mean. You just talked about this earlier. I don't even remember who I said, um, and uh, now I remember who you said. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. Okay. Because I said a, he reminds me of no fan. Yeah, he's a bum. Physically, uh, he <laughs> reminds me of no fan. <laughs> Maybe physically. I, I don't. I don't know off the top of my head, but I just think I don't. He's going to just another weapon. I mean, he's just yeah. I mean, and they still have Dawson Knox, who's a you know pretty good athlete himself, and. I don't know. I just think it adds another dynamic to that offense that they, they needed because Gabe Davis, for me, I you know didn't really you know take control of that number two spot like you everybody thought he would last no. year. And so. I still think he could, and he still can. I like but, Gabe I mean, Davis a lot. I'm you know, not giving too. up on him until like year four. Well, he's a free agent after this year. Yeah. So I, I I'm still, not sure. I think I, it just needs I highly, to click. I'd highly doubt he comes back after this year because I think he's going to get too much money. But I mean, I hope. I mean, obviously, I hope it clicks, and they go out there and can beat everybody. But their schedule is brutal. But that's another. Ah, but the the NFL changes every year. Every time you see that brutal schedule, it's like it's eh, brutal, dude. Whatever. <laughs> I, I I will say I I I'm sorry to you for saying this, but I think the Bills have a down year. I, I think I, I just think they kind of have. If a down they year. have a down year, every coach will be fired. They'll have a new regime come in. Yeah. I hope they don't. Wait, who's their coach? Um, God damn it. Uh, Sean McDermott. Okay. I agree with you. For some Everybody's reason, I had gone. Dable still in my head, but he's the Giants guy. Yeah. So my input on uh, Kincaid, sorry, he's not Kelsey, right? And don't expect him to be, mm. but. I mean, I think he's has I, the, I mean. He's I'm going to say the comp Kelsey. right now is Gusecki, and I think Gusecki was terribly underused in Miami. Just my just my thoughts. Okay, man. I think that New England could unlock Gasecki, and I think that Dalton Kincaid is Gasecki like, uh, but I think with a higher ceiling, just because Gasecki's been ruined a little bit. So, I think he's a huge upgrade over Dal- uh, over Dawson Knox. Yeah, um, cardboard hero says I look solid against contested balls too. Damn right you do. <laughs> See what you did there. Um, <laughs> so if he can build the trust with uh, Allen, and you know he could be a, a fifty seven hundred and seven plus guy. Um, and I'll be honest with you, he'd be my tight end five or six if Dalton Knox wasn't there as a rookie. I'd be, I'd, I would do that. I don't think Dalton, I think Dawson Knox Dal- was a Dal- product Dal- of the Dal- situation. And I think Kincaid's going to easily overtake him as the pass catching tight end. Right. And, uh, Dawson Knox will still be very useful and probably still catch five touchdown passes or so, blocking and kind of decoying out there is a great pick. I mean, with Stefan Diggs, kind of unpredictable. Because he's still seemingly a little bit upset, maybe still being a bit of a diva. I think you had to go with somebody that, you know, you don't want to draft a Diggs replacement and piss him off, but you draft a Dalton Kincaid with the designation of tight end, tight end yeah. who can actually play like a wide receiver. I think it was a brilliant pick by yeah, the Bills. And that's actually, I wanted I wanted Dalton Kincaid so bad in the fantasy draft that we were in. Didn't happen. I went Sam Laporta. I'll talk more about that in a minute, but finish up. 
Hold on a second. You went Sam Laporta? In the late second round, yeah. Dude, Why? What you got to say about he, it? He reminds me of Heath Miller. Oh, fuck off. Like, just lumbering. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just looks like... He a, reminds me of an Iowa tight end. He looks like a guard catching the ball and getting tackled almost fucking immediately. Like, he, he, is he hard to bring down? Yes. But is he going to get brought down shortly after catching the ball? Also, yes. Like, so, man, he drug that, those four guys for a whole extra yard because, yeah, he's a big guy. So, can we do it? I, I mean, I took a ton of notes. If, if we're about done, I'd like to run down. Oh, no, we're not about done. I just wanted you to continue with your with your thoughts or whatever. We, we've got about 15 minutes left. Real and Raw Sports is outside, okay. WWE style, whipping the competition ready to come in to the ring and bring what they so, got. So I'm not a big fan of the Porta. In 15 minutes. Just, uh, I mean, he he offers nearly nothing after catch, whatever. I do think if there's a Gronkowski in this class or someone you hope to be at that level, I do think it's Michael Mayer. Um, the guy was absolutely dominant. He was. Absolutely dominant. I he like does. Him. I don't think he has athleticism as uh, Kincaid. Absolutely not. No. But Kincaid's comp is closer to Kelsey, whereas Mayer's comp is closer to uh, Gronk. You know, just at, at what they do is different. Um, Let me just say anybody that's on Josh McDaniel's team, no matter how talented, I'm staying away from a little bit. I don't I like Michael Mayer a whole lot, but as soon as he was a Raider, I was like, SpongeBob, I'm out. As a Raiders (laughs) fan, I hope they start off 0-6 and and Josh McDaniels gets fired. I cannot stand him. Um, So, like I said, he's the most physically dominant tight end in the class as far as, you know, size, speed combination. Do you also like Darnell Washington? Um, You do? Six foot seven, 264 pounds. Underwear Olympics? No. The, what the, did he do in college? Overall stats isn't great, but he also had kind of like Anthony Richardson. Also had, tight br- end, also right? had Brock Bowers on and his team. Jonathan Mingo. Jonathan Mingo tight end, yeah, right? Oh my god! Yeah, on a t- on he's a, a tight team end on Georgia. He's a tight with, end with the superstar Stetson Bennett throwing the ball. St- dude, Stetson Bennett just infuriates me. <laughs> god, <laughs> he's going to be the starter in LA probably by week might, seven. He freaking might. They brought in an older uh, quarterback, not that, because he's good, just because they won't have a fucking option. They brought, they brought they in an older quarterback, back mentor fucking, Stafford. What's dude, the, what's dude. the guy that took over for Mark Bulger? Maybe they'll bring Bulger back and. But otherwise, it's going to be Stetson Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett show. He's the worst quarterback to ever win a national championship, and he won two. Like, it just infuriates me. Great college quarterback, just like Jason White. But no, uh, I I feel like he's more athletic than given credit for. Uh, He is a great blocker. That's something that Mayer's also a great blocker. Kincaid's, uh, he's a route runner. He he offers some, but the other two are are definitely block tights. Laporta, a hell of a blocker, because he looks like a guard. Absolutely, which will keep him on the field 100%. You're you're right. You're right. Um, but real, I, I, real I quick think... though, Michael Mayer, tight end of Oakland Raiders, or John Mayer if he was the tight end in San Francisco. <laughs> Michael Mayer. <laughs> Michael Mayer. I don't, I'm not a big John Mayer fan. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> your body's a wonderland, by the way. I do like Luke's uh, Schoonmaker. I think he's a little bit faster than than he is. His name Skinmaker. Is it Schooner or Schooner? I don't know, but that's a very jigsaw Mich- fucking Mi- soul-like. Michigan tight. He was from Michigan. Right. A little faster than, than he looks. Quality hands. Could sur- surprise Skin a little bit. Maker. I don't think. That's like a band. I think like the, a metal only, band. the only uh, the only two guys that are that have immediate fantasy relevance is uh, is Kincaid and Mayer. Um, I knew it would happen eventually. So, anyways. Hold on. I'm going to throw one more out there because 
fantasy relevant wise, I think Luke Musgrave for Green Bay is going to be pretty solid. Is that a country singer? Uh, yes. Yeah, he's the one who sang Hurricane. No, I mean, he was a second round pick, so Green Bay you know, got Jordan Love a weapon. And they've loved so much the tight end in Green Bay. Tell me all their all Two pro tight ends. I'm fucking it all up. Tell me all their all pro tight ends. Don't give a the shit. List Maybe Aaron are... Rodgers just didn't like the tight end. I think the I he think does. the list end, ended with uh, but he Sterling Sharp. Mercedes Lewis on the Jets. I think he does. Yeah, he, that was one of his guys he requested. And John yeah. John Old Driver as well. John Old Driver, dude. Uh, Brett Favre's probably on the Jets right now. He's like, dude, uh, I want Brett Favre there. Dude, I want Amon Green. Everything I know about Brett Favre, he's at Epstein Island right now. He might be. Fuck shit. But no, I mean he's six six. 250, second round pick. He, I mean, they're going to get him on the field. They don't I mean. They should have drafted Darnell Washington. <laughs> Darnell Washington. What All song right. is he saying? Look out. Like a, Darnell Washington. You guys want to run, just run down whatever notes you have left? Uh, I want to talk about Sam Laporta me. real super quick. Jesus um, listen, fucking you, Tubby Laporta. <laughs> <laughs> you, walk in, you walk into Detroit with, with no TJ Hawkinson. You got Jared Goff, who is ultra tight and friendly. Sam Laporta. Because he can't push the ball down the field. He's got to do something. Ultimately <laughs> tight and friendly. Right? I like Jared Goff. I mean, man. Jared receiver, Goff is like the second coming of Rich Gannon right now. But uh, I think Sam Laporta is a maybe not a long-term fantasy great bet, but a short-term fantasy bet. I think he actually leads all rookie tight ends in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Wow. Just my take, but what only in fuck? year one, and Mayer and Dalton Kincaid will surpass His cap him. is Gary Barnage. <laughs> wow. That is his ceiling, is Gary Barnage. Oh, fuck. At least give him Hayden Hurst. I'll bet he benched 225 like 53 times. Strong <laughs> just, man. I just think he's in a good situation. Oh, he yeah. got receivers suspended already. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to be that swift guy but he's not going to catch 100 balls just like i said about camara i think sam laporta surprises and then slowly disappoints after that first year surprise which is you know i drafted him for that first year surprise i'm going for a title in 2023 not 2024 what are your thoughts on gibbs by the way you, you brought him up i think gibbs is a fantastic prospect he just went a little high and and uh i don't want to say they I think it was a smart pick because I think they wanted to move on from DeAndre Swift, and Dan Campbell is 100% a running-oriented coach. Mm-hmm. So I th- I think it was a great pick. David Montgomery is not exactly a pillar of health. No. So, I, I, you know, huh? I know. I, I, think, it, I think it was a really good pick. The only problem I have with the B. John Robinson pick, Denny's going to hate me for even saying this, the problem I have with the B. John pick and the Jameer Gibbs pick is with a Charbonnet and a Roshan Johnson, and I'm going to quote this from the draft, you're getting 90% of what those guys could potentially bring to the table stat-wise. I know that's not everything, but stat-wise, there's running backs in this draft that were 90% capable, 90% as capable as Bijan and Jameer Gibbs. So to take them that high in round one could be a mistake, it's all about wins. Like you said earlier, like is are the Falcons going to win 12 games because they drafted Bijan Robinson? I don't think so. That, honestly, the, are the, the win- Lions going to win 12 games cuz it's Jameer Gibbs. I don't think so. I think they were close to winning 12 but games. But I feel like the, him. the roster moves are made around the quarterback based on wins, not anybody else. They're not moving their all-pro running back cuz they didn't win. They're changing quarterbacks. Who moved they moved their all-pro running Just, back. 
and that's an example. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I get um, what you're saying. Man, my biggest thing with Gibbs, like, how do you not succeed at Alabama? How are you not a stud with Alabama? That's part of the that's part of the thing. That and that's part of like I wanted to bring this up with the Roshan Johnson thing when when you were on board with him, like I yeah. was. How many number two running backs from Alabama went on to have good careers? Kenyon Drake, Damian Harris. They're like good's a strong word for what they've done. I know, but we're, but that, we're but still a fantasy of, show, right? You know, we're a show still. Yeah, barely. We're <laughs> hanging on, but I mean. 961 rushing yards. I mean, he had 404, or excuse me, 44 receptions for 444 yards, but a total of 10 touchdowns. Alabama is the feature. You have 10 touchdowns. Like, that's it? There's flash plays, man. I I mean, it it depends on what they do. If they're going to feed him the rock, by all means. I just feel like he's discount Alvin Kamara. I don't hate that. I mean, that's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad Discount thing. For, but, but but where he was drafted, it might be a bad yeah, thing. No, yeah, yeah. Because Kamara was what a third, third round, round pick. I yeah. So I, it's risky. I don't hate it for the team. I like the fit. I just think yeah. that you know, I think they might have been able to drop back again, pick up some picks, and and then do it. I don't see. I don't. I don't think you would have lasted. I think somebody else could have moved up. Think so? Yeah. I mean, possibly. All I'm saying is, you know, everything his. Probably his best comp is Kamara. Kamara did what he did with a terrible Tennessee team. Yeah. And he did what he did with Ala freaking Bama and Nick Saban. You know, a solid defense continues to get in the ball back and still he can't break a thousand yards. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Um who else you guys got? I, I don't I'm not a big uh Bryce Young fan. I like what Bryce Young brings to the table, but I do He's built I, like a high school kid. I know. I I think that Kyler Murray is pretty good. But I think if Kyler Murray was four inches taller, I think he'd be a hell of a lot better. I, I worry about Bryce Young's his height it, and I, his stature. I, I worry his about weight. I worry yeah, about I mean, his stature. I worry yeah. about him getting hit one good time from a TJ Watt and missing a year. You yeah. know, I, I just I worry about that. That that shouldn't be the worry though, because a lot of guys that are undersized stick around don't get hurt um yeah but not at quarterback <laughs> i just i just he sticks around at quarterback like you, you, you got you it, my um distaste for kyler murray was well documented on the show yeah. i just thought some of i just thought some of the tape like watching the tape i'm i'm not convinced that he was better than stroud at all i'm not convinced he's better than hendon hooker well, I'm not convinced of that either because I think Hendon Hooker is an absolute steal of a draft pick. The injury is the only thing that really knocked him down yeah. the board. But I don't know. I, like Bryce Young, I'm not trying to disrespect. Like he's mm-hmm. a first round pick all day. He's a top ten pick all day. I'm just not convinced that he's a sure thing at pick one. Agreed. Not any, not any more convinced than I was of Baker Mayfield. Agreed. So now here's here's one thing that could be interesting. That being said, he is magic. In avoiding pressure and finding but, the but open he, guy, but he, he is, is not Kyler Murray at that. He's absolutely not Kyler Murray. Oh no, he's. I think he is. Kyler Murray was was very special at being elusive and throwing on the run to to a level that even I, I, I think. And I not a big Kyler Murray fan, but I think he's up here on elusiveness. And Bryce Young's here, and they're all this far above. You know, CJ Stroud. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. You know they they both extend the plays incredibly well, but my my thing is as much as I bash on Kyler Murray, like he's a thick built kid. 
Yeah. yeah. Like he like Bryce is pretty big thin. legs. You know yeah. what I mean? Big, broad shoulders, short, but just still like durable, durably built, if if you, so to speak. Um, whereas I just Bryce Young looks like seriously like a high school junior. Yeah. Uh, he to just be, to thin. be to be fair, Bryce Young does remind me of Drew Brees build wise a little bit. Yeah, I guess a little bit. I guess coming out. Yeah. So I mean, I hate to just weight. I hate yeah. to just pick on him due to his build, but I'm just not generational. I don't think he is. Agreed. I just talked like Yoda. So <laughs> one, one and a big thank name, you, Voodoo big Ranger. Big name that got beer. left it off. Left off. Quentin Johnston. I, the fit is not good, in my opinion. I can't. I hate him. The the fit is not good. I I just this is Gandy Golden all over again, in I, my opinion. Actually, I like Andy Golden better than Quentin Johnson. I no, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, he's, he's terrible. He reminds he's me. Of, he reminds me of Hakeem Butler. Hakeem Butler might be back in the league after his as a tight end. As a, he, no, he as a wide receiver. No, but the one thing, the knock on Hakeem Butler bodied every ball. Johnson does that. He disappeared whenever he started playing talent. Three, three uh, what one reception for three yards in the national championship game? Yeah, he he's he's very he's very possessiony possession and he he's very possessiony as far as receiver goes and yeah to me those are more hit and miss now mm-hmm. than speedsters speedsters are a safer bet now in oh, the league yeah than possession receivers because you don't have many keenan allen's out there left you don't have many marcus colston's yeah. out there left you got tons of speedsters so quentin johnson's gonna have to be special at the next level to succeed as a possession guy. If you go back and watch all the tape, the guy just it lets everything come all the way to him, all the way to his body. And then in the NFL, those are getting knocked out. I agree with you 100%. Um, I feel like Zay Jones is like... I love Zay Jones, hate the team. Yeah, D- Debo Samuel Light. I agree 100%, but I don't know if, I don't know if the Ravens are going to make that... that- When's the last... I mean, who is going to be the guy for the Ravens it, that comes... We literally have been waiting for draft pick after draft pick. Yeah, for and Zay Jones is the best chance they got to hit on a wide receiver, but it's going to take Lamar Jackson throwing for 4K or more. Lamar Jackson has to find a receiver that's that he trusts, and he just never has. He trusts his legs more, he trusts which, his legs understandably, is fine great. because it, it, it's beneficial. Uh, no, no knock on Lamar Jackson whatsoever, but until I see a Baltimore receiver be a top 15 receiver in the league, I won't believe it until I see Agreed. it. Agreed. Well, they... I mean, they have a new offensive coordinator now, which I think the offense is going to look completely different. I Baltimore hope so, this year. Because Lamar's really capable. Was it Todd Monken? I think that's his name, the coordinator. You know came more from, than I came from about Georgia. That. I just think the offense is going to look completely different this year. So it could. Yeah. Any final? I think a Baltimore thoughts? wide receiver. I don't know. I mean, I if Odell can stay healthy this year, I think he's fantasy relevant. He's going to be. I agree. So, but right. I just somebody's think going to be. It may not yeah. be a rookie. It may be. I mean, a obviously, Mark Andrews too. is going to still put up his numbers, but I think the offense will look a lot different this year. I hope it does because it, I'm. It's almost like the Lions. Like we're all closet Lions fans because they've sucked for so long that we want to see them do good. I want to see a Baltimore receiver fucking do something. Like, just I, because it's been forever since a Baltimore, what, since Steve Smith or something? Yeah. When's the yeah. last time a Baltimore receiver was or had consistent relevance fantasy relevant? So, hopefully, hey, hopefully we see that. I love Zay Flowers. I think it was, I think the argument, him and Jackson Smith and Jigba was a valid argument. Yeah, Ultimately, I, I go in Jigba 65 35, Flowers is the 35. But if Flowers would have went to a situation like, 
honestly, say like a Bengals where T. Higgins might be leaving soon, yeah. I think that could have been phenomenal. But who knows? I don't know. I know some Zay Flowers fans are walking in. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting the alarm. We're getting the alarm to get the hell out of here. Right. So. so everybody that came on and donated, which you were all uh, you were all fast and furious in the beginning portion of the show, I uh, don't think I missed any shout-outs because I think everybody got in early and, and went ahead and did that. Uh, yeah, Troy Olson. Nope, I'm, I'm wrong. Uh, Tommy Hill. Thank you, Tommy Hill. Local DJ Tommy Hill, by the way. Thank you so much for that. Jeffrey Kane. Dude, Jeffrey, what the hell? You're not going to be able to eat lunch this week, brother. Thanks for that donation. Appreciate the hell out of it. Thank you guys very much. Uh, we're, uh, this is the, this was it. This was the return of the back row fantasy show. If you have not heard real and raw sports, we're kind of like the Jordan of fantasy podcasts, in my opinion. And LeBron's getting ready to come in. It is debatable. <laughs> it is debatable uh, on what the best, and it's not a fantasy podcast, but it's debatable on what the best sports podcast is of all time. But in my opinion, what? You got to be LeBron. You know he's good. You know he's we were here first. Best. We were here first. You want to be the all-time scoring champ, or do you want to be the guy that's debated against the all-time scoring champ? It's up to you. It's up to you. <laughs> me, Luke, he says. Uh, but but we're going to have Real and Raw Sports. They're coming on now. Uh, keep those wallets open because they're going to bring some heat. So if you haven't donated yet, please do. Again, if it's a dollar, so what? It's a dollar. We're not going to call you out and be like, no, no, no. no every 50 cents is appreciated. A quarter is appreciated. Yeah, we're here because we want to be here, and we're here to also support the cause. So the donation amount does not matter. Uh, but Jeffrey is certainly making some people look bad right now. Jesus Christ, Jeffrey, not that Jeffrey. Uh, but thank you guys. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who donated. We appreciate it. Uh, me, Hucks, and Arms, we're out of here. We're going to give away to Real and Raw Sports. Also, very good friends of ours. Great also, people. extremely good friends. If if there was like, if I could say I had a room full of people that were very relevant in my life as far as like best friends go i got three of them here can't say that about jeffrey i don't know him that damn well but i like him a lot <laughs> he's just some fucking asshole that's gonna eat the last strawberry cupcake that's all actually there was only one and it's yours i said hands off so real and raw sports is coming on in just a minute i'm gonna throw the timer on there uh we'll be back in just a few minutes with real and raw sports and uh if you are here for the back row fantasy show do not leave because Real and Raw Sports is phenomenal. I've listened Nobody's to every here for the back row show. They were here for obscure mics and you disappointed them for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, I'm sure a lot of people came. It was like Bark showing off the new microphones. Gotcha. Not the <laughs> truth. Not the truth at all. So we're going to mute out. We'll be back in a few minutes with Real and Raw. Trust me, if you like sports, don't go anywhere. All right. You guys. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I muted. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thanks Thank again, guys. everybody. Good night. Fuck these guys. I don't want them to talk. I'm the talker. I'm hey, the guy. I'm the star of the show. God damn it. Make sure you turn off whatever mic's not being used. Unless you're going to leave. This guy's still bossing me around two years later. We'll be right back. Thanks, for everybody, for sticking around, but we shall return. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.